Before we kick this show off, let's hear a word from our sponsors. Under Pressure Outdoors is brought to you in part by Hasmore Outdoor Products. Hasmore Outdoor Products manufactures quality replacement seats for a multitude of climber brands as well as a host of other products built with the hunter in mind. Take it from us. Your butt will thank you and you'll be able to spend more hours in your stand. Hop over to their website by clicking on the link in the podcast description and order the tree stand trick out kit for your stand today and you'll have everything you need to hunt longer and harder. Make sure you use code UPO15 at checkout to get 15% off your next order. I'm your host, Will Krebs, and this is the Under Pressure Outdoors Podcast. God, that was a rushed hunt. Yeah, well, I mean... It was kind of a very, very, very last minute thing. Yeah, we we had uh, des- in design this week had a, a, another guest coming in to talk about something completely different. From what we're going to talk about, um, but it was kind of a sit around all day. And I'm glad I sent him a text message. Yeah, it, and morning. I called how many different people to try and get it. Yeah, some last minute stuff, but it's all right. You're just going to get us, well, us and Mister Squirrel Man himself. Yeah, not Squirrel Man because he kills a bunch of squirrels, but Squirrel Man because he climbs trees like Trump, a squirrel. Yeah, climbs well, trees I like mean, a squirrel. I do kill a bunch of squirrels too, so don't. But, eh, eh. Debatable. And we'll I, find out. If, in I small think, games. Here, I think, we'll find out. I think if we had to give you any name based on your small game hunting ability, it'd be more like Birdman. But I feel like that'd give you a bad reputation. That would you Birdman. Bad. Yeah, you can't put me right in there with uh, what's that? Basketball? Little Wayne. Birdman Jr. Birdman. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Little Wayne is Birdman, but there's definitely a song he's got where he's like Birdman. No, Jr. Birdman's uh, what's that? What's that basketball player? Larry Bird. I think he's a basketball player. Larry Bird. I'm yeah, not... you're pretty lanky, but you ain't that tall. No, no yeah. nothing like that. I'm short, man. <laughs> but so in in a, I guess uh, trying to make some content to talk about we whipped up a last minute more hen hunt. yeah luckily i got off work early and i was like hey I we're gonna man it we're gonna time this storm perfectly let's uh go to the water and shoot some more hens i didn't think i was gonna make it for a nice dinner that my wife's gonna cook but then she didn't manage to get to the grocery store because of the storm she didn't want to drag the kids to the rain so the that's stars the, aligned i was that's about one of the only times weather ever works in your favor yeah yeah because me and Hunter tried to go out yesterday, got out for about a minute and a half, and it just torrential downpour. I mean, I even left the boat. We just pulled the boat up on the bank and ran to Hunter's truck. Yeah. And uh, after about 45 minutes, maybe, of rain, walked back to the boat, and uh, the boat probably had 10 inches of water in it. <laughs> so... Before we get any further into this, because I actually forgot to do it last week, uh, introduce our, our the, the, everybody in the room. Oh, jeez. Right, so you got me. I'm your host, Will Krebs. We got Jordan. I'm here, and let's get it. We got Sid. Yeah, I'm here. Let's and, get some. <clears throat> we got uh, the youngest hunter in the room, Mr. Rylan. You got to say you got to say hello. Hi. You got to talk, talk to the, the microphone, microphone, buddy. 
Hi. <laughs> Rylan is my six-year-old son, and he came out to do a little more hen hunting this afternoon, didn't you? You got yeah, to yeah, talk. You got to talk to us, too. You can't yeah. shake your head. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah. Did you see? He was trying to tell me earlier that he saw all the moorhens. How many? How many moorhens did you see out there? Um, a lot. A lot. How many is a lot? Like there were so many out there that scattered the water, or you know, there were some every few places. Yeah, they, yeah. 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 They were all over the place, weren't they? Yeah. Just running like crazy. Yeah. I, I bet that was a fun time. Yeah. 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 I was, telling I was gonna mama. try and use Ryland to retrieve them, but he pretty much did retrieve yeah. them right off the front. I was of the talking boat. about letting him jump off and. Swim after him. You think he could do that? He almost did that once or twice yeah, I trying to get the dang thing. I had, a, I had a couple of them. I had to grab him by his life jacket and his britches and <laughs> yeah. hang dunk, him off the boat. Just dunk him in the water? Yeah. We let Bell jump in after one. It was a little too far for us to reach. And it was just close enough to the boat where it was still alive. And it was just close enough to where when she jumped, she pretty much landed on top of it. <laughs> and, and she bit it. She bit it. And that's what she's supposed to do. Yeah. Pick it up with her mouth. Now, you know, it used to be we take, took Ryland last year, really more hen hunting for the first time last year, and uh, he was able to put a whooping on quite a few of them. But uh, I think they've wised up to his more hen slaying prowess. You know, I don't know that they have. I think it was just last year that uh, I, we had, Je- I, I think Jake's boat is uh, quieter quieter and it's a little more apt to you can you can give it a little juice like mine you just gotta let it idle right jake's you can kind of pep your step up a little bit to get between spot to spot yeah and when mine and those lily pads you just gotta let it idle rylan got a couple chances he missed the first one <clears throat> twice he took a couple yeah took a couple shots and then i hit him on the run right before he got into the bushes there and like when we're gonna leave and it was soon to where we were gonna leave and Jordan Jordan helped me shoot one. Yeah. Yeah. Y'all shot one more right yeah. at the end? Yeah. Oh nice. yeah. He put a whooping on him. Oh, yep. I mean, he shot one and then he let me shoot one right after he shot one. He he stoned it. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't you have shot a chance. couple you shot what? About three of them, didn't you? One. One. He only shot one. I only shot one. Oh did you I, I, I thought think you, he uh, sh- I think you shot he maybe he shot, shot three like times four, yeah. three or four of them yeah. but only got one of them. Are you ready to clean them birds? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like you look forward to, to more hen hunting every year, don't you? You get excited about it. Yeah. He's been asking me for weeks, Dad, when does duck season start? And by that, he means when is he going to get to go more hen hunting? I think, I think you know, that's a, that's a that's a pretty good introduction for kids. Oh, Getting into duck hunting is more yeah. hen hunting. They get excited about it. He's a like, coot, he's a coot it's, shooting Man, machine. it's a lot of fun because you don't, yeah. like, it's, it's real easy, like you said, to get kids into it because we can ride around right there's we're idling around and then you know you're right there with them so you have a lot better i mean you're right there with them in the duck blind too but they're not trying to shoot on the fly they can get a little bit more used to the shotgun take a little more time yeah we bounce from spot to spot to spot to spot to spot to spot to spot yeah right the first time um the first time i ever tried to shoot a duck the the gun kicked back and uh, hurt me right here. They got you in the yeah, cheek. Right yeah. 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 We got video of it, too. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, Rylan, if you go back in our TikToks quite a bit, <clears throat> we're more in hunting last year, there's actually quite a few videos of Rylan just letting them have it. Yeah. He's he's the pretty much the the, it, the, uh, the majority of the trigger man in that video. Yeah, I think, I think he... Uh, 
he he may have cried a little bit on this one, but he, he even shot the uh, which I don't blame him, but he shot the twenty gauge for the first time last year in Ocala. Yeah, on yeah. his own shoulder. I was there yeah. for that. I remember yeah. that. Oh. He yeah. whined a little bit, but he he sucked it up real quick. We got <clears throat> We got to get him some business for that four ten. Yeah. Let him get after that. But hey, boy, he did like that four ten. You like shooting that four ten last year? That little shotgun. Yeah. Yeah. The one you were shooting at the uh, plastic can. Yeah. yeah. The Mountain Dew bottle. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. You know whose gun that is? Uh, no. Well, it got given to me by your pawpaw. Mm-hmm. That's pawpaw's gun, so that gun's really old. But, all right. Have you had a bath yet? Yes. Yes? Yeah, yeah. look at him. His hair's wet. That's true. Could have been sweat. I thought it was from the rain outside. You better scurry <laughs> off in there and get to bed. Dude, me and Hunter were slapped. Soak yesterday. Are you gonna say bye to him for you? Bye. Tell him adios. Yeah. What's your what's your tip you of the talk week? Talk into the microphone. Bye. Give us what's what? your what's your tip of the week? I don't know what that means. What's a what's a good hunting tip? You don't want to say that? No. Okay. Well, tell him bye. Bye. All right. Pass me that beer salt. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh bro. dang! I was hoping you'd wait for a second. Oh. Pop it. I was thinking it'd be cool. To get all three of them pop at the same time. Oh, well. oh, we can know. do if we can do ours. Yeah, They're ready. Okay. Well, not bad. bad. Not bad. Hmm. Doesn't send the boy off to bed. We yeah. got the beer salt, Matt. You'll be happy. Sydney brought beer salt. And uh, <clears throat> I found the location for it. I tell you what. Uh, a while back. I don't know what it is. It takes me back to the Swanee River. Yeah, I think that's probably what it is. Um, I was at the house, and I had, uh, I think Key's Liquor has beer salt, I think, is what I found it. Um, but, and I had some beer salt at the house. Maybe I found it at the gas station. I can't remember what I found. Oh, they might have been the salt from the Swanee, something. Anyways, I had beer salt at the house. And uh, I was just chilling in the driveway, talking with some buddies. And I uh, had beer salt. And next thing I know, I had drank a whole 12 pack. I drank all, I drank 12 Coors Lights <sighs> by myself. You know, Coors Lights a little bit taller can. But it's still 12 ounces. Yeah, but. That's know. like saying there's more beer, I mean, water in a McUltra. Yeah. Right. But, anyways, so, and uh, I think it was the beer salt because they were just going down like water. But uh, I had some serious heartburn. Well, it was, it was Coors Light. That's a good yeah, point. It just doesn't matter though. I mean, it was literally like I was opening it, and then next thing I know, it was done. It wasn't like they were just going down. I didn't even know I was drinking it that fast, unless I was drinking other people's half beers or something. But you don't even drink your own half beers. Oh yeah, I do. So, so cool story about that beer salt that you got in your hand right there. This is the last bottle. Guess when I bought that? Right after the Swanee. The day home, coming home down the Swanee. I was going through Jasper, and I stopped by a little gas station to fill up. Yeah. And they had a whole bunch of them in there. Mm. I bought 20 of them, Joe. Good Lord. This is the so last one from that, that trip. I forgot how good that stuff good is. That, I think that was one of the top highlights. Well, one of the many top highlights from that Swanee trip. And you were only there for two days. Uh, well, I was there the one night, two nights, two days. Yeah. Uh, the yeah. night before when we headed out. But yeah. yeah. Did you show up Tuesday night? 
Yeah, so we're. Uh, no, I think or he was yeah. there. He was there the the uh, night Tuesday night. Yep. Yeah. So you there Tuesday night, Wednesday night, Thursday night. Yes. No, I left Tuesday. I was there Tuesday night, Wednesday night, and then Thursday night. Thursday night, and then you I left, left Friday, Friday morning. morning. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. What are you looking at, Jordan? I'm trying to figure out that one right there. Yeah, it's gonna be it right there. But uh, beer salt changed my life. That's uh, not necessarily in a good way. Saying that kind of makes me feel like that guy where he's like, now, I may take a little toot every now and then, but I do not free base cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> Unless I've heard the sermon before. Now, go back to what we uh, originally started with here, which is more hen hunting. Mm-hmm. Or uh, galloon. Galloon. Yeah, or as as I like to call them, it's a lot easier for me instead of trying to learn the names. I just call them swamp chickens. Swamp chickens. Yep. Candy corn. Coops. He learned. Candy he corn. learned real hard back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> I've no, heard him called a called a number of things. No, I had uh, I had a buddy of mine. I went on a fishing trip in Louisiana, and I was out there for five days, and, and we saw some uh, some some more hens out there. And he told me the locals everywhere around there they all call them swamp chickens. Yeah. In that little area that we, uh, we I can't remember the, the spot we went. It was deep south Louisiana because we were fishing for reds and black drums out there. Yeah. And uh, that 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 was what he called them all at. Everyone calls them swamp chickens. Swamp chickens. Yep. First time I ever heard it, and it, the name just kind of stuck. I was like, all right, I'm calling them that from now on. They're a member of the rail family. So right now uh, you got quite a few rails that come into season on the 1st of September in Florida. Yeah. Uh, Clapper rail. Uh, more hens. I don't think the king rails in yet, um, but Sora rail, whole bunch of rails. And I don't even know what the other ones look like to be honest. But the more hen has become somewhat of a staple of a season opener for us. Oh, bro, absolutely, because I tell you, if there is one season date I will never forget, it's Morhen. Yeah, it's the 1st of September. I know, but <laughs> it's still, it's every year, like, well, you know, you, you go through summer, and, you know, you got little stuff here and there that you can, you can shoot pigs or whatever throughout summer, but I just love bird hunting with a passion, and some people, you know, not many people hunt more hens, but that is my thing. Like I start counting down to first of September. I'm like, I'm gonna shoot more hens. I even like September first. In the the weeks leading up, I did everything in my power to get as far ahead as I could so that I could leave work early, so that I could, <laughs> I could go hunt more hens on September first. So I'm the same way, and I believe was it two weeks prior to when more hens open up here in Florida is when uh, there's a Saturday and a Sunday, and you can get out there and you can start shooting crows, I believe, if it's uh, two weeks prior to that. But anyways, me Ooh. and a me and a couple of buddies, we wanted to get jumping in to shooting birds. Didn't right. matter what kind of bird, but the only bird that was open at that time was crows. So we went out, didn't shoot any crows, but the second Morhen season opens up, like you were saying on the first, that really gets you into that drive to really want to get out there and start shooting birds. Because Morhens, I mean, for the better part, they're... They're they're a blast to go out and shoot. You're oh, right. Crow, dude, crow's been open for a hot minute. Yep. Since Russell, August. 13th. Why have we not been hunting? 
I just didn't know, man. It's my, it's my fault. It was my fault, too. I didn't look it up. Yeah. I even saw, I was at Academy the other day, and they had some crow decoys, and I was like, bro, I need to buy some of these. They actually didn't have any in stock, and I was like, I'm going to buy some online, and then I never so, went online and bought any. So, I, w- I did the same thing. The day before we were supposed to go out and shoot some crows, I went to Academy Sports. They didn't have any. I went to Bass Pro after that. They didn't have any. I just wanted one, a single crow, just to help bring them in, and uh, they didn't have any, so I said, to heck with it. I'm going dove hunting anyways this year. So I bought uh, was it? I bought a six pack of doves and two of them. I spray painted them black, and I <laughs> stuck them in the ground. And I don't. I mean, we didn't see any crows when we were out there, but heck, I bet you. <laughs> I bet you if we they did, probably see, would have worked. It probably would have worked. But you know what? Crow hunting on a budget. What can I say? No, yeah, well, bro, we've used uh, two decoys. <laughs> yeah, yep. yeah. Or uh, really, I mean, if you want to get technical, you could probably take like just a regular gas station plastic Coke bottle. What, I, what I've heard black. people yep. say is, is a, use a two-liter yeah, and paint a two-liter black. Yeah. Set it out there. I mean, and also people say the one of the best crow decoys is just a dead frozen crow. Yeah, but then you're wasting good oh, Right, I agree. Yeah. But that's, there's just crazy people out there that think, think crow tastes like crap. Yeah, that's like I told my, uh, my big boss on Thursday. I was like, I'm going to get out here earlier today. Well, what I did was I showed up at work. At uh, 6 a.m. And then, you know, normally I, I come in at like 7.20, 7.30. And this whole week, I've been showing up at uh, 6 a.m. So, everybody's like, are you you okay? Are you sick? Or I'm like, no, it's it's time to, to bird hunt. I'm trying to get here early and get work done early so that I can leave early and bird hunt. He says, I'm putting in my six hours from 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 uh six to from six to two, all right, instead yeah. of seven to three. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I'm putting I'm putting my I'm starting my day earlier so I can leave earlier. That's like you now that's like me when the first of the year rolls around, you know, everybody's trying to, you know, compile their vacation days or whatnot from work. And for me, I'm saving my vacation days to the end of the year, man, because that's when fall rolls around. That's when I can shoot birds, deer, everything out there for small game. I save those days up, man. I got to use them when I got them. And I'm going to use them when I want to. <laughs> oh, 100%. As much as I hate working in the dang heat, I'd rather work all summer long, not take no vacation, use everything once hunting season rolls around. Yep. That was my initial, like, uh, we just came to a reckoning, I guess, a couple weeks back. And I was like, if I get myself far enough ahead, I can just not work on Fridays. My gosh, that opens me for more hunting season. So I just been showing up early as can be, first one to the office, getting as much work done as I can, so that I come Friday if I really need to, I'm like, hey, I'm a week and a half ahead. I'm, I'm just not gonna come in on Friday. I'm gonna go hunting. I guess you got a key to the office. Yeah. Sometimes I forget it, and it bites me in the butt, but. You don't yeah. put it on your keychain and keep it with you? Bro, I have so many keys on my keychain <laughs> He already. can't even remember his own keys at the I, time. I try to keep my keys simple. I've got maybe a total of six keys, and that's it for me. I got one for the shop, one for my house, one for the safe, and a couple others. But I mean, My wife's got I so many keys simple. on her keychain, I don't even know which one opens our front door. I don't even know how many are there. My truck keys aren't even on this little set of keys here. Or there. I think they're still in my truck. 
I got a bunch of keys on that sucker, though. But, dude, so, there's just something about moorhen hunting that I feel like anybody, like, we took, I took Hunter on Thursday, and we only hunted, like I said, for, like, a minute and a half. Before it started raining. Yeah, and then uh, by the time we had waited the rain out and got back to it, it was already sunset, so we just loaded the boat up and left, and I was like, bro, I only hunted for like a minute and a half, but you let me know next time you're going, because I'm going to be there. I'm coming. He where, was like, that That was fun. Where was he at today? Uh, headed Georgia. Oh, fair enough. Last work, year, last work weekend before season starts. Yeah. Everybody next weekend, yeah, next weekend's opening bow, Georgia. Is he going to Georgia? Yeah. Week? Oh, no, the weekend after that is when... Uh, nope. That'll Florida be, opens. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, Florida opens on 17th. When's opening a duck? Uh, I got it right here, actually. Wood duck, wood duck and teal. Wood duck and teal. Oh, by the way, if you haven't, my buddy Aaron, he just uh, notified me um, about uh, some changes to early teal and wood duck. Um, if you look down at the bottom, last year, let's see. Well, the dates I got them right here. Let me say that for... All right, so opening a wood duck season is September 17th to the 21st, and that is for teal and wood duck only. And then September 22nd to the 25th is teal only. And then November 19th to the 27th is when duck season full opens up. Here's the plan, Jordan. What are you doing that weekend? Where are you going to be? With Zach doing a showcase for his ice. That's right, and I'll be on call. We were debating earlier when the opening weekend of Wood Duck and Yeah, because we got us a good little spot. Ah. Now, you feel a cold coming on the 19th or the 20th? <coughs> <laughs> you feel me? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I might just eat some Taco Bell or have some bad food the night before. <laughs> if you, if somebody from my work listens to this, I didn't say that. <laughs> yeah, I'm not feeling so good today. I can't come in. I'm feeling like I might go to work on Tuesday and put in for PTO. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, so I want if anyone didn't know this and they're planning on going for early teal and wood duck, they changed the limits you can have for wood duck. Last year it was three wood ducks. Now it's only two. I thought it was only uh, yeah, two. Yeah, it's last always year. it's I, always been two during early I, season. I thought last year it was three. Nope, it's always almost, been two. Early season you only up. get two wood duck. Yeah, because when you yeah. season you get three. three. I could have swore it said three last year. I could be. I, I mean, I'm more than definitely wrong because you guys are both saying the same thing. So yeah, early season is two wood ducks or six teal or two wood ducks and four teal, uh, and only one of those wood ducks can be a Drake. Got to mind your Drakes Keep that too. In mind. And I banded. Uh, I banded seven Wednesday night. Last Wednesday. Very nice. Yeah. How was I that? Caught, uh, caught seven. Only two of them didn't have bands on them already. Love them. <laughs> they were <laughs> yeah. they were all ba- they were all ones that you banded. Were they? Yeah. <laughs> we look back through the list, and she's like, "Oh, these are all ones that your brother banded." Yeah. So I know where y'all were then. Yeah. <laughs> but that that spot, man, dude. If that was like actually so, in a place where you could hunt, you can. Yeah, but I would really if you go down to the far end and you're gonna get a short hunt. But if you get onto the far end where the cattails are, 
you could sit in those cattails and hunt until pleasure boaters start to move, and then you got to get out of there. Yeah. Well, so you'd, you'd have to hunt like daybreak. And then you're done. Pretty much, unless, you know, the the uh, the pleasure boaters wait a little bit longer to come out. That wouldn't be a bad hunt to pick a rainy morning and go sit. Yeah. That would probably actually be really good. You know, rainy mornings, I got to say, last season for opener of Wood Duck, the rainy morning turned out to be one of my best days out. Oh, there. dude, any day. Uh, like That's like that day that we hunted was it first morning of Big Duck last year. Uh, like oh, yeah. first morning of big season. It rained our whole entire hunt. Now, it was like kind of a light, steady rain. Wasn't, you know, we weren't getting completely soaked, but birds flew like crazy. I mean, that's well, any time. Yeah, you ain't never heard the expression, it's a good day to be a duck when it's raining? Yeah, absolutely. I've heard that. But but yeah. the, cra- the nice thing about it for us is at least is I know I had several days when I was out there duck hunting. And I had bass fishermen coming by, and they were coming within 50 feet of my decoys, maybe 60 feet. But on the rainy days, bass fishermen aren't out there. <laughs> yeah. You ain't got your pleasure boaters. They're not out there riding around. So, I mean, a, a light drizzle or... It's a great day to be a duck yeah. Great day. I told... Uh, we're going to have to keep that in the old memory bank this year, because I'm, I'm, I'm willing to go give that a shot. Yeah. Hunt when it's rainy? No, it, yes, but in that specific oh, that location. Spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I told Hunter yesterday after, like, it had started pouring rain, and we were hunting with both my guns, and uh, so we kind of got out, and I threw them in the gun box, and then it was still raining lightly when we went back out right before sunset, and uh, by the time we had got out, we had realized that we probably we needed to go back because we weren't going to be able to hunt anymore. And, uh, but my guns were getting rained on. We were walking back and I told Hunter, I was like, I find it kind of funny when people buy like really nice shotguns and then, like, you, I mean, you buy like a Browning A, A5 or something, you, you, you know, you buy an expensive duck hunting gun and then they just baby it. Like They don't want to get it wet. It's constantly in a case. Like I can understand it being in a case, but you just baby the piss out of that gun. I was like. I'm going to be honest with you. I bought my Beretta because I wanted to buy a gun that I could get wet. I could throw in the gun box. I could, you know, I'm, I don't put it in. A, it wasn't, it's not in a case when it goes through the gun box. I can throw it in the gun box. I can get it wet. And it's still going to run fine as long as when I take it home, I pull it apart, clean it, dry it, and then re-oil it. You know, it's going to run fine for forever. I said the Did, same thing. I said the same thing when I bought my first shotgun ever. I'm not going to get nice fancy. I just want something that works. And I bought, was it, I think it was an H&H partner pump with my first ever shotgun. And that thing, I treated it like a dirty girl. I hardly ever cleaned it. I would take it out into the swamp with me when I was frog gigging just to throw it on my back. And I dropped it several times in the muck. Pulled it back out, cleaned it at the house. I mean... I like having something that I can use and not have to worry about it. You know, it's, I put it in a way where, where you see those people who buy those really expensive, fancy knives, right? When I yeah. buy a knife, I look at a knife as a tool. I don't look at it as like a piece of art that I don't want to use. It's, it, it's one of those things you just, I want it to work. So my thing is, and I've always looked at it this way, right? And sometimes I buy 
a little bit less expensive stuff. But you get what you pay for. So, I bought my Beretta, which was in the, the mid-thousands. And uh, it's so it, it's an expensive gun. To me, that's expensive. For, for a duck gun, I, I mean, people buy way more expensive, but a, a $1,500 duck gun is expensive to me. But I bought that gun because I know it's built to perform. But you didn't pay that much for it, did you? You bought it used. I paid a thousand dollars for it. Okay. Yeah. See, my first, my first really decent duck gun, because I got tired of using the pump, so I wanted to switch over to a semi-auto, and I think I went in. I forget where I bought it. I think it was a pawn shop over in Claremont somewhere. But I bought a Stoger M3000, and I still rock that shotgun to this day. It has killed so many ducks, and. I'll be honest, I for the first time this season, I took it out probably about three weeks ago. And last duck season, I didn't clean it. I did not. I did, again, I didn't take care of it like you really should have. He's, he's a bad boy treating I, this gun like a dirty girl. I, 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 <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, hey, I took it out of, the, out of the case, put it on my table, gave it a good cleaning, and it's fired like it normally did. I patterned it. It still shoots just fine. And I've put 3,000 rounds through it, I think. That's the reason I went, you know, because I, for the longest time, shot a, a Remington 870. And it's an iconic pump shotgun, right? It, it's one of the most popular, if not the most popular, neck and neck with the Mossberg 500. One of them's ahead. I'm not sure which one. Um, <clears throat> but for the longest time, that's what I had it. And uh, three-inch chambered Remington 870. And it gets the job done. Killed plenty of ducks with it. And then I decided uh, that I wanted a semi-automatic, but I didn't want to spend a piss ton of money on one either, right? Because I know, like, I've done with that semi-automatic. Um, I've dropped, accidentally dropped it on asphalt. I've uh, scratched the hell out of it, just bouncing around the boat, whatever. It gets beat up. It's a, it's a workhorse. So I went and bought a dang um, TriStar Viper Max. 550 bucks for a three and a half inch 12 gauge semi-automatic i have not is it shooting ducks with it i haven't had it jam up yet well that's not true it jammed up today but that was my yeah i I was gonna say and and it i mean it has its little quirks like you know you you gotta have your right spring in there for it to shoot yeah the reason it didn't uh uh it failed to not eject but to pick up the next round today oddly enough um, was because I mixed a three and a half inch shell in there with three inches, three inch shells, and I should have been shooting um, the three and a half inch piston instead of the three inch piston. So it comes to two separate pistons. If you're going to shoot three and a halfs, you switch out to the other piston to shoot three and a half and three inch. Or and if you're going to shoot two and three quarter, you shoot the two and three quarter or three inch. Either piston will shoot three inch, but only one of them shoots three and a half. So I had the two and three quarter, three inch piston in there and shot a three and a half and it rocked it back and didn't pick up the next shell. No big deal. Racked the next one in there and sent it. <clears throat> but it's a great gun for the price. I've beat the crap out of it. I haven't I had what, it fail it, me yet in the in the moment. And it treated me right in Texas. Yeah. Just rocking them right on out of there. Shooting cranes. That's right. You did take it to Texas and shot cranes with it. Yep. Cranes and geese. And that was before you had a, a semi-automatic. Yeah. <laughs> I've been shooting a, a semi-automatic so much now, and I, 
I've actually started breaking my 20 gauge out more. Like last season, I shot my 20 gauge on a few hunts. Um, I, to me, I, I, I really enjoy shooting a 20 gauge. Um, but I have my 12 and, uh, it's semi-auto and it was the first semi-auto shotgun I've owned. So for me, it was weird getting used to semi-auto, but I've shot the semi-auto so much day that like I, the first Moorhan I shot, I shot and then pulled the trigger again. And I was like, oh, poop. I have to actually jack the shell in this thing. <laughs> kind of snuck up on you yeah i revert i reversed it there i i I was trying to pump the the uh semi-auto and now i'm trying to shoot the pump like a semi-auto pass me a little bit of that slow and low sid yeah yeah i feel like uh yeah now coffee or regular regular. oh yeah that's what i want to talk about you brought up a cheat you've talked about knives man oh yeah man you're gonna you talk about i don't buy an expensive knife now it's a good thing he didn't try to hand you the coffee because sid killed the coffee what no. Yeah. Coffee. I had a no. tiny sip. I didn't even... I had like the tiniest of sips. Oh, all I can see is the glass in the bottom. It looked like the <laughs> bottle was... The the dang whiskey ends at the label. You talk about a dark liquor. Side. All right. Yeah. That's a, that's a real dark It's a one. very dark All one. I can I, see is the label. So I'm like looking under the label. I'm like, bro, there's nothing left in the glass. From right now, here, it just looks like coffee. Uh, coffee. We talked about... You talking about, you know, not buying an expensive knife. What kind of knife is that, sis? So this right looks here like a is buck. a knife that I found. It is not a book. This is a browning knife. I think I was at, well, actually, I was clothes shopping at, uh, was it Ross? I think I was at. Yeah. And I swear, sometimes they have the darndest things inside Ross. And they had that. Ten bucks out the door with a sheath. I was like, all right, I'll do that. It's a full tang. It's got a nice grip to it. I have, so I take that knife with me every time I go spear fishing. Um, I've been going spear fishing with, uh, with Drew, uh, Drew Minks. And, go, uh, going gigging. gigging. Going gigging, yeah. Sorry, gigging, not spear fishing. Because spear fishing in freshwater is illegal. Is illegal, city. yes, it is. It is. But I use that knife right there to dispatch all the garfish yeah. when, we, uh, when we gig them. And, I mean, for having a, a $10 knife just on the side, dispatch garfish, because those things, if you don't cut right behind their neck, they flounce around everywhere and you're going to get teeth in your legs or something that's why you don't and, bow uh, fish or gig in uh flip-flops yeah that's true oh, I, I mean I, I don't wear flip-flops i wear crocs i so. learned i learned it the hard way one time the four-wheel drive keeps uh keeps the teeth out of you <laughs> yeah suck it jim <laughs> um but, but now this one this is big one i see right here on the blade little five letter word china hey don't knock it. It was ten bucks. I don't care. It does the job it's supposed to do. Now, where was where was that one made? That one right there was made in Colorado, Golden, Colorado. Now, USA. Now hold on. Earth. I do. I, I don't just stay with the cheap stuff. I carry the good ones too. What is that? Never heard of that. Uh uh-uh. uh Never. No. What kind of knife is this? That's a ZT. A ZT. Zero, zero tolerance. Hmm. And if I'm not mistaken, I believe they are made in oh S thirty V steel. That's pretty dang good. That's that's a that's, good that's a that's that's about a hundred hundred and sixty five dollar knife retail. That's a good blade. Now price. but it's a very good blade. But I was gonna say when you were talking about cheap knives, a nice knife is made with better steel and it's gonna hold a blade longer. Correct. Yes. Now you know what's funny is <clears throat> so I, I'm I have a, a Spider Co paramilitary that I've carried for the last six or seven years. And this knife uh, holds an edge really well. It sharpens really easy. 
and it, it's just a great, nice, lightweight, very thin profile. Fits in the pocket well. Great knife. Now, funny story. Bill, my dad, has never been a man to carry a quality blade. He's more along the lines of buy one at the gas station, run it to buy the ten dollar knife, and when it gets, don't sharpen it, yeah, and when it gets dull, throw it in the garbage and buy another ten dollar knife. And when I buy, when I mean dull, I mean when he goes to cut a dang water coming out of a faucet, it has a hard time, dull, and then goes and gets another one. So me and Jordan went halvesies on Father's Day and bought him a Benchmade. Nice one too. Nice. Yeah. I mean, if it's a smaller knife, but Dad's always a, a smaller knife carrier. Yeah, carried a smaller knife. Yeah. Now, the funniest thing I think I've ever heard him say, he goes, "Man, you know, I use that Benchmade to clean both them hogs, and it's still just sharp as could be." And I was like, "Huh? Yeah, it's like I told you." <laughs> <laughs> That's like, uh, what's that knife you gave me that I carry? I, I don't have it in my pocket now. I left it at the house, but uh, well, you evidently don't carry it then. It's a Gerber. Yeah. It's it's a USA hey. made Gerber. Not all Gerbers are made in the USA. Yeah. Not all just like not all uh buck knives are not made in the USA. Yeah. They're the few a few of them still are. A few of them still are. The uh the iconic was it I think the seven or eight inch buck mm-hmm. knife. That but one is still made in America, but the other I ones are not. Tell you what you can't sleep on is a good old case. You can't and you know what? I've got a few case knives that my grandfather gave me and I'm still holding on to them. I've if I if, if I get my coat, I'll find a picture here in a bit to show you. They ever guys, show you the case but... knife that I found sitting on the sitting on the uh, like the little I guess kind of not a handrail but just like the top of a little concrete wall at Disney. No, nice. Is it nice. Yeah, it's not bad. We're we're I mean it was free. Yeah, we're leaving Disney. Bro, I, I've we were seen leaving Disney Springs one night walking back to the car. Then I veered off the path that I was walking with a man and reached over and just grabbed it, and walked and walked back over next to her. She goes, "What was that?" So I just found me a nice knife. She said, what? I said, yeah, there's a knife sitting over there. <laughs> Just sitting on the concrete. What's this? So, that's a, I, I took a little picture of my collection of knives that I've got. And a bunch of them are, you know, cheap, dingy little knives. But then other knives in there have got, like, lots of, uh, how do I, what do I like to call it? They've got lots of, um, uh, I can't think of the word for it. Um, I don't Character. know. I, not just character, but like, you know, there were knives that my grandfather. So they got sentimental value. It yeah, looks like yeah, some of these. There you do. go. I couldn't think of the word. Sentimental value. They have lots of sentimental value. So yeah. my grandfather's father made a few of those knives by hand back in the day. Yeah. And my grandfather passed them down to me. So I still have them. They sit in the case. I don't use them, but eventually I will once I get around to it. Right. I still want to use them because, you know, we're talking, you know, Something that he made back in the day out of just a plain piece of steel. Right. Like it might not be the best steel, but I mean, two pieces of wood, a couple of bolts to hold the thing together, and like, um, let's see, trying to find the uh, the one that he made. Can't see it in the picture there. No, that one's not in the picture. But but it, it it's one of those things where it's it's. I would say with a duck hunting shotgun, or even with a deer rifle, any kind of utilitarian tool doesn't require the most expensive thing or I would shy away from a very utilitarian tool from the most uh, like hey think of it like a pickup truck you can get a night you don't have to have a uh, a beater right to go to the woods 
but you don't necessarily want to drive your Denali or High Country or King Ranch out there through the brush either. I did. I didn't say that you couldn't. I said you don't really want to. You wouldn't have if it was black. No, that's why I buy white trucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, I mean, that is that is literally the sole reason that I own white vehicles. Yeah, because they don't show surface scratches. Exactly. Yeah. Because, uh, I mean, as much as you buy, I mean, you go buy, like, that uh, that white truck I had. It wasn't a Denali but it was literally one step below. The it was only like a difference, LTZ. Yeah, it was a a uh, SLT Super Premium. So it had Denali inside. It just didn't have all the paint match outside. Um, but I just bought it because it was comfortable inside. But when I buy a truck, I buy a truck to use it as a truck. Right. I don't. I, I'm not the kind of person that's gonna like. You know, I may wash it and stuff at the house, and but I, I'm not gonna go. I'm not. I'm not gonna go. I'm not gonna put this in the bed of my truck because it's gonna scratch my bed liner. Oh, I'm you like, got, oh, you hey, literally so watch, toss it. But here's yeah. a perfect example. You go back to our TikTok and I reference TikTok a lot. But I just made a show to post a TikTok the other day. You driving that truck with water halfway up the door. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> it was one step below the Denali, and I'm driving it through a through a creek because I'm going hunting. I, like I said, I bought a truck to use as a truck. Right. I, if I got to drive to that creek and. You know, there was only one way to find out if the door seals were good on it. There's only one way to find out if all the seals were good on it. Yeah. They were great. I'll put one of them this way. So I went out a few years back camping with a bunch of friends out in Ocala Forest. And one of them took their brand new Jeep out there. And they were like, like, yeah, I want to take it on some of the trails and go trail riding. I'm like, all right, cool. I know quite a few trails out in Ocala. We'll do some trail riding. So we went driving around and. And there was one trail, and they're like, I don't want to go down that trail. I'm like, what do you mean you don't want to go down that trail? You took your Jeep out here to go trail riding. I'm like, yeah, but I don't want to scratch my Jeep up. I'm like, you're, you're driving down a trail. That's what you said you bought a Jeep for was you wanted to trail ride. I'm like, so you bought a Jeep to to look pretty and to you know be there for that show that Old you want? mall crawler. Exactly. That's exactly what I was thinking. I'm like, dude, you got a Jeep, man. Use that thing. You put it to its ability. I mean, I'm not saying go out there and destroy a Jeep. I'm saying, you know, have a little bit of fun with it and test it. Yeah, I mean, I I, I don't know. Like, I have a, I, I drive a, just a Chevy Silverado. Right. Um, nothing special. But I don't go out there. If I'm riding through the woods, I turn a corner and I see a big mud puddle. I'm not going to shy away from it. Unless I turn around and turn a corner, see a giant mud puddle with two big old ruts leading to the middle. I'm like, that's when you know. I'm like, ah, I better not go through there. <laughs> like, I'm not, I'm not about to tempt fate. <clears throat> uh, this doesn't have big old knobby mud tires on it. It's not lifted. It's not. And I'm like, I'm not out here. I'm not out there to go mudding, man. I'm out there to get to where I want to hunt or or whatever. Get part of the way there. And I, I hate it like that. But that was that was the the beauty of where Jordan drove his truck through that water like that because it was rock. Well, rock or it was hard packed sand, clay. Right. But people weren't out there tearing that up. Th- those mud puddles, those that that high water didn't exist year round. It really pretty much only existed during late late hunting season, right? And because you really only could duck hunt in that spot after deer season ended. So we'd get out there and we we duck hunt a little bit when it was open for. I think it was small game is what it was considered as open for. 
never well we did squirrel hunt out there after we finished duck hunting from the boat because it was all the lake would come up come over its banks a good 15 or 20 feet and then we'd just get up in that flooded timber and let them have it uh but when you're going through out there, the trail was still hard bottom. People weren't going out there and tearing it up. So you could drive through that with confidence and know as long as the water doesn't go over my hood, I'll probably be okay. Right. You know, you can watch the water level and then back out if you need to. Because I drove my old truck through there several times. And then AJ's up there in that little Toyota just getting after it. Well, that's, that's how I was in my Nissan Frontier that I had. Man, that was so Nissan Frontier that I first ever had, first vehicle. And, uh, I was like, I was just excited as an 18 year old to have a truck. Right. Yeah. I was like, I don't care what it, whether it's Chevy Ford, GMC, I don't care what that. I just, I got something that I can use. Right. And, uh, I got to tell you, I beat the ever living tar out of that Nissan frontier. I had it from 98,000 miles all the way to 275,000 miles. And the amount of stuff that I did to that truck, I don't regret to this day, but it kept up. I got to tell you, I I beat the tar out of it. <laughs> but, we, inter- we interrupted your uh, scrolling over there, Jordan. Yeah, well, I'm working on my... Uh, I had remembered earlier what I was going to do for a tip of the week, and it reminded me that I should buy it before I give my tip of the week because <laughs> it's a fairly good tip of the week. Um, but I actually saw it on another social media page. So now you're trying to find it. Well, I've found it, but one of the part of what I need is sold out. Mm. Well, we'll save it. Get there's, to it later. Yeah, there's also some other stuff in his in his video that I I need, but I can't find it. And Hobby Lobby's open tomorrow, and I'll be gone. So I'm gonna say, call me crazy, but uh, I age him. I know you. That's what you were saying outside. Uh, and uh, and question. by aging, I mean I don't want to clean them day of, so I let them sit in the fridge. I was gonna ask because you're, <laughs> you're lazy. <laughs> nah, nah. Well, when we had time, we literally pulled up with a daggum pile of twenty birds uh, right for twenty minutes before the podcast kicked off. And right, well, not even that, man. You were here at what seven twenty, so ten minutes before you're supposed to get in here, sit down and record, and then uh, we put a little. Pile picture up there for the gram. Yeah. And then uh, forgot but, to take a picture with the phone. Yeah. I used the camera. I, by the way, I figured out how to get that all adjusted. I got, I got it from washing out. You got oh, some good. pretty good pictures out of it, I think. Good, 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 good. We'll pull them off your camera and, and uh, put them on the laptop and we can. We, d- we definitely need Can't to. post it to the gram from there because, good Lord, I can't. But you can. Email me a password. You can email me mm-hmm. or, or email the UPO all of our pictures. Right. And we can take them off the email to the phone. So, because we have a lot of good pictures on there, actually, yeah, of uh, of the table and other stuff too. So, right. But, man, I just what is said. What is your favorite way to eat a moorhen? So my favorite way to eat a moorhen is gonna be hands down, and and we did this. It was just a tester run that we did uh, last season. Me and my buddy Aaron were out hunting wood ducks. And we came back in and at the boat ramp, there were a couple more hens. So I shot three, I think we shot three or four more hens at the boat ramp. And uh, we get back up and we go back to my place and 
he taught he taught me a really cool trick of how to clean them. I'd never seen it done before because I'm used to plucking them and right. you know wanting to get every bit of them out of I, that I can. But he showed me a really cool way to clean them, where you take each foot, you set you step on their wings, and then you grab them by the feet, and then you just pull up, and it cleans all the skin off. It cleans the wings off. The breasts are cleared. All you got to do is just pull the skin back off the legs. It it what normally takes like a five minute process to clean a to clean a moorhen to get everything off of it took like ten seconds. I don't even buy that. I tried it. You so know you, what I did we, when I tried you, that? We succeeded. I ripped the wings off. Uh, we succeeded first bird. It was like I was shocked. I was like, no way. So right after that, I got a fire going outside wood fire. Mm-hmm. I threw a little bit of salt and pepper on them, and I slow cooked them right on top of a fire. And don't get me wrong, I like I like deep frying moorhen. I like you know testing different seasonings, but to this day, the best moorhen that I've ever had was on top of a wood fire, and it came out like a rare steak. It was delicious. I'm going to say that I really, I mean, William was talking earlier about having to, uh, like, separate them from the bone, the legs, separate the meat from the bone. Um, but really, man, I think this year I want to take the crock pot and throw some leg, like, bone-in legs in there and just really let them slow cook in a nice broth or brine, just slow cook the mess out of them and then pull them and make, like, a stew out of it. I could see that. I could definitely see that. Taste. And, I, and I don't know about you, but I, I know you said you cooked them right then and there, but I like to take my moorhen and soak them for a while in buttermilk. Right. I, I do that as well. But this, this was, when we got back to the, you know, to my place, this was just like, we had a couple of, we didn't get any ducks that day. Yeah. So we were just like, hey, let's just cook them on the fire real quick. We're right here. Why not? Just wanted to test the water. I had never done it before. Something I was like, yeah. But no, majority of the time, I'll let mine, like you said, you age them in the fridge, I think you said. Yeah. I let mine sit in the cooler with ice for like five or six days just because I don't got the room in my fridge for it. And my roommate probably wouldn't appreciate it. But you know what? Seeing a few dead birds just sitting in there, he can get used to it, I guess. But luckily, um, my inside fridge like didn't really take a dump, but it was just... The, the freezer had a bunch of excess ice, and it was melting into the fridge. And uh, so I had to keep it super cold so that it wouldn't... And then stuff in my fridge would freeze. So I ended up just buying a new fridge. Uh, I got a good deal on that, too. I wanted to drive all the way to Jacksonville. I think Buying somebody, a used new fridge. A, a new used fridge, and I think somebody probably stole it. Those are the best I bought ones. a nice Samsung for like 400 bucks. I don't really care if it was stolen or not. Uh, but I took that fridge and I set it outside and I opened all the doors on it, let it thaw out for like a week and just let everything melt out of it, dried it off. And it's under my carport now. So it's the dead animal freezer with, uh, so whatever I want to put inside the fridge because it's my fridge. So yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty happy about this year. You know, for the longest time I've been, I've been living on my own for like six, seven years now. And uh, I'm pretty excited to finally have my very own deep freezer now. I finally got a deep freezer. No more stashing away all my deer meat in the tiny little top section of my fridge inside the kitchen. So now I got the deep freezer outside. My uncle gave it to me from a construction job. It's brand spanking new. One of those uh, commercial chef deep freezers. And it's perfect. I can fit a whole deer and 
whatever else small game I hunt in it. My uh, I bought a deep freezer off a guy a couple years back for like a hundred bucks. Might have been a hundred, hundred fifty bucks. He had it. Somebody gave it, or he bought it from somebody, and he didn't wasn't going to use it. He was like, "You want?" It? I said, "Yeah." So I threw it in my house, and uh, it took a dump, like. A month it, ago, a couple months ago. If you're interested, I, I now have an appliance repair guy who can take a look at it for you. Well, he anyways, just, so... He just came last night and fixed my fridge. Uh, yeah. Um. Anyways, so luckily we lost our lease. We had a deep freezer up there, a small deep freezer. I would say sadly we lost our lease, but luckily you got the deep freezer from yeah, it. sadly we lost it. Luckily I got the deep freezer from there, which is in there now. But I don't intend on keeping it because it's not mine. Um... And I have some meat in there, but I've almost pretty much decided that I think I'm going to switch to a stand-up rather than a uh, like a deep freezer. I would like to do the same thing. Uh, I have a small deep freezer like you've got, and uh, you just, I feel like you just lose some stuff in there. With a stand-up, I can oh. have I, I can sort all my different like ducks and squirrels. You can sort everything out better. Yeah, hundred percent. Like you so. said. Ducks, squirrels, deer meat, moorhens. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and you're not I know like for a fact, right? Here's the here's the thing with with me and that little tiny deep freezer because I have a small one. Like I said, like yeah. I do. Um, it gets so cram packed full of stuff that you use more regular at the top. You lose the stuff. Your your uh, I don't call them kind of a uh, I don't know. Rarity is really the word that I want to use for it. I don't think the, I have anything in my fridge uh, that's rare. Delicacies. Yeah, there you go. Delicacy. Yeah. The delicacies that I save for, for a certain special time. occasion. Yeah, special yeah. occasion. They get lost in the bottom and I forget about them. They absolutely do. I've still got more hens in my freezer from last season. And I I, I guarantee you there's probably some gizzards of them tucked away <laughs> oh, in the now, back of that freezer. Let me tell you, I tell you what happened. My fridge inside, uh, about a month ago, took a crap on me. And I took everything out of it. I had to move it all to my garage or my fridge out here in the garage, right? So right. take all that stuff out, put it in the fridge in the garage. And as I'm going through the freezer, um, like in the, the freezer side of the fridge out here to put some stuff in it, I'm like, I, I got this bag. I'm like, what the heck is that? Grab a dang Ziploc bag, pick it up. There's four wood ducks in there. Two wood ducks in one bag, two wood ducks in another. I was like, oh, man, I forgot I had these. Whole plucked wood ducks. And I was oh, like, oh, man. well, <laughs> Guess what we're having for dinner this weekend, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's like it's like it's like freezer surprise. That's what I like to call it. Like so routinely, like at least during hunting season, especially routinely, I will clean out the freezer and I'll see what's left in there. And I will try my darndest. Like, all right, that's been in there for a good while. I need to do something with that. I'll take it out, find figure out something to do with it, right? Right. And like it's routinely like twice a month at least clean everything out of the freezer because i swear every now and then something disappears into that abyss and then you're like oh like you just said four wood ducks i didn't even know i had that so i went through there and uh i took those wood ducks and uh took them out they were plucked whole skin on so they were ripe for throwing on the smoker and i spatchcocked them Smothered them in a, in a seasoned butter and let them slow cook. I'm licking my exactly. lips right now, dude. They like, were I, delicious. I, I grab a picture. Them. I'll show you a picture of them. So, quick. that stuff that sits in your freezer, 
a little longer than expected, but it's still good. Sitting my tip of the week, but uh, that's that's when you invite mm. your dude. That looks stunt. That's I, when I, you uh, you you pick a good weekend. Oh man! I, yeah, I was sad I missed those. That looks. Delicious. You uh, you pick a good weekend, and you text all your friends and you say, "Hey, I'm gonna have a wild game cookout. We're having a freezer dump party. Call it what it is. There yeah, yeah, like <laughs> freezer dump party." There's some stuff that I should probably just dump in the trash. I think I got frog legs from 2017. <laughs> okay, now you got me going in two different directions. Speaking of freezer dumps, Sid, yo, we got I, I got a gator head. We got to do. Oh, oh yeah, that's yeah. right. So, I remember last time I was on. And we have we, we also have that. a deer head. Oh yeah, and a oh, deer okay. head. I got to do too. But we could probably do the deer head. We need Sid's help for the. I definitely need your help for the gator head. I Especially mean, if you have a pot. Big I've got a. I, I mean, how how uh, is a ten footer? Okay, I think you. I think I can get away with a ten footer in the ten nine. I mean, the head's probably what like that. Yeah, yeah. I think the pot that I've got should work for that because I just did a. I just neither did one a of your heads a were. Footer. Neither one of your heads were bigger than. Uh, smaller than his. Yeah. Well, so the smaller one of the two that I brought over last time, the smaller one that one fits perfect in yeah. in my pot. So. No, what I got to do is I got to get it together right. Because I'm probably gonna have to hang it in here somewhere. If, I wish or, you, you know what? Well, we get a countertop oh, back there. Yeah. If if, uh, if you want to, if you want something to make a countertop out of, I've got a bunch of down cypress and down dock and stuff that I've been pulling out of the lake. Where we're trying to build a new dock, and uh, I can get you set up something, you know, something outdoorsy, 100%, 100%. something outdoorsy over there to set the gear scroll right on top of. That's something else I've been thinking about. Uh, now the boat idles. Now that my boat idles good, I think I'm gonna go and start like on Saturdays or something. Let Katie call it a, uh, you know, quote unquote boat day. But I'm gonna uh, idle around and go pick up like cypress logs and driftwood and crap like that. Now, now Sid handed me his phone here with with some very choice looking cuts of meat. Now, mind you, right. I look at this and I know for a fact. Just because it looks so delicious, the entire time Sid cooked it, he was singing something. So before, what were you singing when you cooked it? Uh, no, I wasn't. I wasn't playing music at the time. But what day was this? Is oh, it so already? This cooked? is January twenty fourth. Yeah, it's already cooked. Oh yeah, he's yeah. done singing. Take a, yeah, I'm done singing. I'm, I'm eating. Yeah, I got, I got lips. I'm, my feet are, my mouth is just. Yeah, he was done singing. Point. If if it's no. already cooked, so he was done yeah. singing. that picture you showed me of the ducks. This yep. was back from January twenty fourth this year. Mm-hmm. Um. I had, I believe that was a, a ruddy that's in that picture, a ruddy duck. Yeah. And if you can, I mean, taking back a look at, at the picture of it, I I think I did that on the grill. Oh, speaking of ducks, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I think I did that. No, well, that one wasn't on the grill. That was like I was talking like the moorhen that I did right. over an open fire pit, wood fire pit. Yeah. Just searing it. I'm 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 very uh, caveman like when it comes to eating anything. <laughs> oh, I prefer I, to cook I, over. I prefer yeah. open wood fire like if I can get away with it every time. But that duck that I ate, I will take that over a rare steak or a medium rare steak any day of the week. That tasted so much like better than any steak I've ever had. And that was a ruddy. Uh, they also call them white cheeks, I think, too. Yeah, but, but uh, ruddy, dude. I that is like a bucket list for me is to kill just 
a full plume ruddy drake. So here's my question. Because they have the most beautiful blue on them. Is there any other way to mount a ruddy drake other than swimming with that stupid little tail that sticks up in the back? I I don't think so. I've honestly never, never, ever once have I shot a ruddy that flew into my decoys. He just pops up out of nowhere. Uh, yeah. They, is that a Drake? That's a Drake. Uh, uh, yeah, but did he have the blue on him? No, he didn't. He was a yeah, that's what I'm talking about, a full plume. I, I, I've got more in there. i got to find them. I've got more in uh, there. There were a couple of them. There was one. They, they always swim into your decoys. You never. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that, that's what surprised me about yeah. them. So they just, they literally came in and I had, you know, I'm not in any way, you know, really as far as when it comes to IDing ducks. Because I've only been duck hunting for probably three years, maybe at the most. And so I'm still learning to ID ducks as it comes. And when, when me and my buddy Aaron, we were out hunting on the lake, we had our decoys set up. And we saw ringers flying over us everywhere. Like, we could tell when the ringers were flying over I need to come hunt with you, sir. But the crazy thing was, we're sitting there, and then out of nowhere come these ducks just swimming into our decoys. I'm like, what the heck are those? I knew they weren't uh, they weren't uh, grebes or dreebs or whatever the heck the name grebes. is. Grebes. Grebes. I knew they weren't grebes, so I'm like, I, they're legal. They're, I mean, six ducks, you're allowed. So I was like, <laughs> they look legal, so we shot them. And then I called up uh, uh, Matthew Harbin. I called him up and I sent him a picture of the duck. And uh, I'm like, Matt, what is this duck? And he's like, that right there is a is a ruddy or, or a white cheek. I'm like, all right. Cool. They are amazing eating ducks. They are hands down. Like I, I've shot wood ducks and I've shot um, some puddle ducks. Um, most of the time, you know, most, most of the time I shoot uh, uh, black belly whistlers. And they eat okay. But the ruddy, <laughs> the ruddy hands down beats them all like yeah i don't know though like i really do like black belly wester or wood duck man they're all they all eat really really good but that ruddy was probably some of the most tender and just like succulent but dude you want to talk about good and you can ask will uh texas i shot those cranes and i brought some breasts over to william's house and we threw them on the pellet grill and cooked them essentially like a, a, a hair over raw. And then ate them. <sighs> Bro. And it's so weird because they were like, good. But I feel like they could have been cooked just a tad bit longer. But it's it, they're so good. The way we cooked them at Jake's was the best. We cooked them at Jake's on a flat top. Yeah, that that's, yeah. Yeah. And the flat top did them just right because it sears them. That you get the flat top nice and real hot enough to where it sears them real fast, and it also gets into the meat a little more. And uh, it's just different to me though, because it it's it's almost like eating a steak. But and if you've eaten it, or any any other duck maybe, but um, the breasts are so big, it's it's like eating a ribeye, but it's a lot more dense than a steak. For those of you that don't know, <clears throat> coming up here in the next two months, there's going to be an event that's only going to go out on the Under Pressure Outdoors Nation page. So if you're listening to this and you're not part of Under Pressure Outdoors Nation on Facebook, you should, at this point, pause, go back to the podcast description, scroll to the bottom where it says, join UPO Nation. Click on that link, join the Nation page, especially if you're in the Central Florida area. We're going to have an event. It's going to be free. 
we're still going to give some stuff away. We're going to come out of pocket. We're going to buy some. We're not giving away a couple thousand dollars in gifts like we do at our paid events. I might could hit up some of the people that donated to us. uh, But we're going to give away some good stuff. All right. And uh, we're still going to use this to raise money for, I don't know, maybe we'll let whoever wins it pick the nonprofit. You know, I think that's a great idea. Right. But it's going to be a free event. And we're going to just cook up a bunch of wild game. We're, we're actually going to have our freezer cleanout party. And we're going to invite you to it. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. Yeah. Uh, but I, that being said, we talked to, uh, so we talked to Jared last week. I know I didn't introduce you guys to Jared and I apologize for that. But we talked to Jared about the crane necks. And dude, I've got crane necks and legs over there in the freezer. And I am looking forward to getting those suckers in a pressure cooker or whatever with that crawfish bowl or just boil oh, them in the crawfish yeah. bowl. I forgot about that. That'd be that. a what good idea. That's so that's what, what he was saying. saying. They, they take the necks like that and they cook them in with the crawfish bowl. That's right. Well, dang. That's a pretty good idea. He said they're delicious. Now, there's not a lot of meat on them. You just kind of pick it apart like a like a crawfish or a shrimp or anything. Right. Right. And I'm, I'm looking forward to trying it. Now, the legs. There's a decent amount of meat there. You could probably do a stew with those. That's almost like a turkey leg. No, I'd do them all together. Do it all together. Yeah. Pick it all apart, yeah. all the same. Let it go that way. But like I said, I think I've been sleeping on that pressure cooker. I'm gonna have to try that a little more. I don't, I don't mess with it, but I think I could figure it out. Can't we may have hard. to do a boil if you intend to do all of them. Is your pressure cooker big enough? Because I, I think I gave you all of my necks and maybe some of my legs. Or did I oh, give I you all a, the legs? Did I, I give a, you all the legs? Yeah, I, I think so. I got a bunch of geese legs at the house. Well, too. It, it doesn't matter. I think if if we need to do them all, and we just need to do a boil. Geese legs might not be bad to do. To try to do like a like a chicken wing, eh, I'd still no? do them in a crawfish bowl. You think so? Yeah, just boil them all. We got up a bunch of geese breasts too. We got to find something to do with those. If it's good, it's good. If it's not, oh, while we're on the subject of feed food, feed it to Briar and tell him it's good. Yeah. <laughs> while we're on the subject of food, um, you still have my shark steaks here. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm gonna steal them from you. I'm gonna do some shark steaks one night this week. So, okay. Smoke smoke shark steaks. What kind of shark steaks are they? Well, whatever Jim caught. I don't remember. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Jim cut them up into steaks You want and everything, some? Yeah. Me? Sure, I'll yeah. take some. I'll give, I'll give you mine. I'm, I'm not going to. Yeah. That's one of those things I'm not going to convince my family to eat it. Hey, I would say you're, you I got kids, it. and kids at that age are a little bit of a more picky eater. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to convince them to, to eat that. If it's just a little bit off, uh, I'll be the only one that eats it. Like it's, it's one of those things where I can appreciate the nuances that's like like saying, yeah. that's like Jim brought me brought steak and kidney pie over here one night, and I was hesitant at first, uh, but I ate the ever living piss out of it. In fact, I kept the leftovers and attempted to microwave it. Yeah, and if do if, not microwave steak and kidney pie. <laughs> We've talked about this, and if you're a, a constant listener, you know who Jim is by now. Um, Jim is a great cook. So when William talked about this event that we're doing, it's only going to the group page. Jim is more than likely gonna pretty much cook everything. Yeah, and uh, you, I'll show up early as can be to help him and try and get everything done. But Jim is an amazing cook, so I can guarantee you that no matter what hits that table, it's gonna. I mean, your uh, your your tongue's gonna. If you put it on top of your head, your tongue would beat your brain just to get to it 
Now, I can say, I, I didn't cover mine earlier, a way I've had more hen than I really enjoyed. Okay? Take it, fry it, quick, fast, get it hot, kind of dry, shred it up, pat it down, put it back in the pot or in the pan with a little bit of taco seasoning and water and let it kind of re-moisten itself uh, and then make some tacos out of that. That's good. Even better, you do it just a lettuce wrap. Yeah. Mm. I got to say, you guys are making me real hungry right now. It's a good thing I got beer salt. I hope you guys listening have got something to munch on right now because these guys are going to be making your mouth smack. I mean, but I don't know, man. You know, we, we go out to, you talk about making your mouth smack. <laughs> we go out to the Ocala small game hunt last year and we kill Bro, one, s- one snipe and then Sid over Sydney here. threw down on it. Son and broke out like some dang backstrap and all kinds yeah. of other crap. Well, not to mention now we talk about the small game hunt, right? And then we go fast forward uh, uh, several months. What is it, January to January to May? So four months. And Sydney's out here singing Hank Williams Jr. while we're trying to record a podcast out on the porch. You could definitely hear <laughs> Sid singing in the background of the Swanee River podcast in there, whipping up back straps and everything else. And man, that was good too. I was doing that back- was some other stuff that your tongue would beat your brain to get Shoot. to it. I was doing uh, homemade French fries using I'm the batter. Dead. I was using the batter from the fish fry. I'm not sure if it was that good. Or I was that intoxicated. Both. I, I think both. it was. It was <laughs> definitely both. It was definitely both because it, of- it was that. <laughs> it was that good. But you were that intoxicated that it was like almost that much I'll, better. I'll, yeah. I'll put it this way: when I'm cooking in the kitchen, I'll drink a little bit, but I don't get that intoxicated when I'm cooking to where I can't succeed in the kitchen. Sydney, but, I don't know how you but, don't have a wife already. Uh, By the way, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna go out here and say that if uh, if any females are listening, Mister oh Mister Sid Curtis is single. I, yeah, I assume. I yeah. So are, are we going back to, to and the, he can going back to episode one with the under pressure outdoors uh, uh, dating? Yeah, uh, under I mean, pressure we're just outdoors Sid dating. Out there. Out. We're talking about how well he can cook. I mean, well, your shot, you, your can, chances right now, well, Sid, are probably pretty slim because uh, you're yeah, talking to maybe five, maybe six females, and, and they're all married. Yeah. Listen, listen, listen. We have a decent listener base in India, so he may have a mail order. In, in, yeah, yeah, from TikTok, right? No, <laughs> no we really do. <laughs> we really do. We have a we have a little listener base in India, and uh, dude, we have listeners globally. Yeah, they're they're all over Europe. They're Australia, New Zealand, India. Uh, there's a couple in South America. He's got a house. He can cook. He maybe can hunt. At least oh, small game, spe- okay. small game and birds. So speaking, speaking of now that you bring up hunting and small game, I actually messaged um, Cameron Gordon. Cameron Gordon, yes, couldn't think of his name. Oh, you gonna go um, do a class with him? No, I'm not gonna. Well, no. I mean, maybe, but um, but I messaged him on Facebook and uh, I said, uh, "Hey, Cameron, you know, it looks like Will says that I'm a contender for uh, for you for small game." And I was like, "Hey, man, let's join our forces together. I'd like to do some small game hunting with you." So me and him, I. We haven't planned anything out yet, but we just talked, and uh, we plan on doing some small game hunting up there where he's at, up at, uh, what's the name of the place he likes to go to? Mm. Um, 
whatever it's at. I saw him post about um, doing some catfishing over there the other day. Uh, yeah. And uh, you triple said you... In? Triple yeah, in. Triple yep, in. Triple in. So we talked about doing some small game hunting there. And uh, then he's going to join along with me up in uh, California and do some small game hunting up there. Now, now you do know that uh, we're talking about putting money on the table oh. this year. Yeah, I, I did hear about that on the last podcast. Yep, yeah. I listened to it. Okay. I, I, I remember. And... Uh, Doing it, doing a fifty-fifty split. So I'll I'll say this with if, with you know winner takes half the pot, conservation charity takes the other half. Makes sense to me. But if you put me and Cameron Gordon on the same team, I really don't care who wins. I just want to raise a bunch of money. Yeah, or, or raise a, raise a little bit of money. You know. But I would do this if you ain't first, you're last. So. Hell, you can be second, third, fourth, even fifth. Don't worry, Jordan. Second is the first loser. I'll I'll slingshot you in, Jordan. Don't worry. Hey, son, don't you let me get on some squirrels now. Speaking of slingshots. So, okay, since you're bringing up slingshots, I got a pretty sweet story to tell about my grandfather back on his farm where he grew up at. You know, they were dirt poor, right? Yeah. So they did their best to get by and... He made a homemade slingshot out of some tire inner tubes, and he used pieces of glass. So he went out, and he was shooting rabbits with his slingshot. Mm-hmm. He shot a rabbit clean, and this is the story from my grandfather, clean through the head, rabbit dropped, fell over right there. On a homemade, like, you know, you get everybody go out there buying these really nice fancy slingshots mm-hmm. or, or going out there, but no, him... They made something happen and made it work with what they had around. I mean, I got to hand it to... Now, uh, let, me, let me tell you why yeah. I believe you. Okay. Before you get too far. I believe you because I've done it. Yep. Not because I've killed a rabbit with a with a store-bought slingshot, but I made my own and oh, I killed a rabbit dude. with it. I believe it. 100% now, believe it. Listen, I was stuck at West Point, New York, for three uh, three and a half months in 2015. Okay. And I got there, and when I first showed up, that's when I was in the Army, so I showed up at Vaughn. There were maybe, there were maybe 35 of us. Okay. And uh, when I showed up there, so I knew that we were going to be near a lake, so I obviously packed my fishing poles, but I packed them in a Connex, which is like a... The, the big metal containers you see like yep. on the back. My dad has one. Right. So I, I packed them in a Connex. And when I showed up, I didn't have them. They were two weeks behind me. But I'll be damned if I wasn't going to fish. So the first thing I did was I went to the store and I bought fishing line. They're like, oh, what are you going to do with fishing line? I said, well, one, I'm going to cut me a branch and I'm going to make me a cane pole. Heck yeah. And I didn't have fishing worms, but I had flies for my fly rod because they were in my bag. Okay. So I commenced at that point with a with a piece of tree branch and fishing line to catch a bluegill on dry flies, just off the edge of the dock. Okay. And the people were amazed by that. And I said, "Well, bluegill just aren't good enough." So I had some fishing lures. I went and bought one of those Gatorade bottles, you know, the ones that kind of like shrink down into the middle. Mm-hmm. Pulled the wrapper off of it, tied fishing line around the middle. Made myself a daggum fishing pole. All right. And I'm standing there just a wing. I could wing that sucker about 30 yards. Now I'm sitting there reeling it in. I caught two pike that way. Uh, fishing with a dang... Uh, Did you keep them, though? No. What? They're little. I mean, you know, fishing with a Senko lure. Like pickerel-sized pike. Yeah. Right. 
And uh, and then I said, boys, we were cleaning the bay, and I found a piece of surgical tubing underneath one of the lockers. I said, hmm, I'm going to make me a slingshot. What are you going to make a slingshot out of? I said, you watch me. Wandered around the woods for a while, found me a nice Y-fork tree, about a three-quarter inch diameter. Cut it off, cut the branches, whittled it down nice, wrapped it in electric tape, tied my surgical tubing off, got me a little patch back there, kept that thing the entire time. What are you going to do with that? I had to sit back there with it and play with it for about three weeks to figure out the accuracy on it. I said, I'm going to kill a rabbit. You're not going to kill a rabbit with that thing. Boy, did I prove them wrong. That's what I like like to hear, man. They're like, you're daggum Daniel Boone. I was like, man, I... (laughs) You don't understand, dude. I grew up murdering squirrels with a slingshot in the backyard. I have a scar on my left hand right here from trying to shoot glass out of a slingshot. All right. It's skipped across right here on top of my thumb. Cut my top of my hand wide open. Last time I did that. Now, now I have a slingshot uh, that most people wouldn't spend what I spent. I spent 80 bucks and I bought it on sale. Spent eighty bucks on a slingshot. I, I ain't gonna lie. I've seen that slingshot. I would have spent eighty bucks on that slingshot, hands down. That slingshot is like the Lamborghini of slingshots. <laughs> I mean, I can switch out the yoke yeah. on top. Uh, so my slingshot right now has a regular slingshot yoke on it with a flat band. I don't shoot a round band anymore. I shoot a flat band, and it's made to shoot the eighth inch balls, uh, the eighth inch ball bearings. I'm, you can't shoot. Well, you shouldn't shoot rocks out of it. You damage a slingshot. Um. But I also have another yoke that I can put in there. It has like a 35-pound draw on it, I think, and it shoots arrows. It's got a whisker biscuit in it. I've got one of those. I got one that shoots arrows, but mine, mine was mine's not interchangeable like that. Mine strictly shoots arrows, but I had a blast with it. I used to, I shot some rabbits with it. I got a little piece of Picatinny rail on the bottom where I could... I got to set it up to bowfish with so I can bowfish with it. Nice. I'd be, I'd be interested to see how that plays out. You know, if that uh, if that slingshot's got enough umph behind it to... That's a, it's got a D-loop, so I can put a, a release on it. It'll pull 35 pounds. Oh, that's plenty right oh, there. Oh, it's, it's more than enough. Nice. But I, w- I wouldn't mind getting a practice in and sticking a pig with it. It's worth a shot. Wouldn't that be something? Kill yeah, a pig with I, a slingshot? I've, <laughs> I've seen some of the oddest things you wouldn't expect. You know, as far as when it comes to random things people use to, to go hog hunting. I, I'm what you would call a slingshot connoisseur. What you need, Jordan? Beer table salt. salt. Or beer salt. Table salt. Same thing. Sydney, stop. All right. Hey, drop your arm. Broke, uh, my arm fell off. No. Not my uh, arm. I am what you would call a slingshot connoisseur. Mm. I love slingshots. I, I've spent, I don't know, too much time behind a slingshot. I used to, in the Army, um, we get stuck in the field for a long time. I'd get bored. I'd make a sling, like a David and Goliath sling out of 550 cord. And just start I, throwing rocks. I'm you, terrible with a sling. You no, know, I've always I've always wondered how it must have been, like since you mentioned David and Goliath, how it must have been for him to make that sling and be like, you know what? I'm going to take down a giant with this slingshot. Knock him right in the head. Could you imagine using that kind of sling? Have, to- have, you, have, you, ever, have you ever used one? I've never used one. No, okay, I've never. I've this. only done. They're a pain. I have one no, at the house. I, yeah, but I'll tell you this: as soon as you hurl a rock with one, and you get a good whip out of it, right? You the first thing you go is, okay, you know, that's definitely possible. Right. Yeah. It, <laughs> I mean, it, it, that sucker comes out of there. A I mean, humming, you, I mean you're swinging and just 
You, so right. here's the trick. You let a, one end go, don't you? To a sling. Yeah, you get yeah. a good, uh, it's like cracking a whip. You just whoom and let it go. And it that sucker's a humming now. Dang. Humming out of there. You're talking about taking out street signs kind of humming. I spent what? a couple, putting a good dent in one. I, I spent a couple weeks throwing a sling. And I got to the point where I could hit a porta potty about five out of ten times at about 30 yards. You're talking about if you were constipated inside there, it real quick kind of hit it that hard. Oh, it'd wake you up. It'd wake <laughs> you up. Now, I mean, I, like I said, five out of ten times, that means every 50 times I might have hit it. I can't do math. But if, if, five, you're, five, if you're five out of 25 ten, times, okay, there that, you means, go. that means yeah. I hit it. You were half. Yeah. 50%. 50%. Yeah. Oh, that's, you say 50%. Maybe it's more like three out of 10 times. Oh. Okay. Right. So you're like closer to like 25%. But 50% of the time, 25. I came close. Let's yeah. give them the benefit of the doubt 30%. Look, 30%. 60% of the time, I hit it 100% of the time. Yeah. <laughs> I think, how does that quote go? Like 60% of the time, it works every time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, uh, dude, I, I, I just, I don't know. Slingshots, like I said, I grew up uh, shooting squirrels with a slingshot in the backyard. Not because I had to, but because I just, my dad also used to go, oh, we used to kill this with a slingshot, that with a slingshot. He but, shot me with a uh, unripe grape. Muscadine. Yeah. Muscadine. How, how'd that feel? I cried. Oh, Yeah. I was like, maybe six. 15. Bro, no, get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was like, hey. I was like maybe six, and he shot me like right in the forehead or you something. Weren't, you weren't six. You were older than that. You were probably about ten. Me if, and Mike. If, if, ten is stretching it, dude. I was young. Me well, and my cousin. You might have been, let's see. I wasn't 14. I might have been 12, so you were probably nine, eight. Exactly. I was still yeah. a little kid. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so me and my cousins did something similar. where We'd have fights with all the rotten oranges from the uh, grove next door. And mm-hmm. we'd find some oranges that were rotten, and then you get some oranges that weren't rotten. They were still hard as could be. My cousin, man, one time he came up, whipped it back, and he hit me right in the face. Right in the face with that orange. My face was just... That explains a lot. I, I, oh, no. No, no. no <laughs> I'll edit the, that out. Hang on. The, I'll edit that out. I want the ladies to think, you know. The explaining has to do is I hit my head on a lot it, of things. Uh, listen, it... it uh, it knocked the ugly off of him. I can tell you that is what it did. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. The, uh, the only thing I got going for me are my blue eyes. So, <laughs> and um, you're cooking. You don't yeah, know. I am a cooking. Well, yeah. I mean that's a given. I mean, come on. So we talked about Ocala a little bit earlier, and you're gonna take Cameron out there to do small game hunt with him out there. Yep. Our Ocala small game hunt this year, which we discussed last year, like, oh, we should camp out here for this. So. We mm-hmm. talked about doing the island we found, and then we had the better idea. We're gonna get we're gonna get uh, Buck, Buck Lake. Lake. Okay, it's a full on campground that you have to actually like. You have to rent the whole thing out now. Nice. Well, so but it's on a lake too. It's I, not a it's not a campground. Have you ever been back there? Yeah, there, we rented there, all the Mercedes buses and they kicked that's right, us there, out. There are no camping spaces. It's all primitive camping, right? The but, best kind. You, you, that's a good place for us to be able to leave our vehicles, right? Because I would feel kind of sketchy leaving our vehicle on the side of the yeah, road. Yeah, we're, we're you know you're kind of you're kind of behind the gate there at Buck Lake. Yeah, and, yeah. But we can stay near our vehicles, so on and so forth. But camp out there for the weekend at Buck Lake. We got a place to fish at night. 
run you some run you some poles out there with some you, jingle bells on. You them. can fish at night. You can frog gig at night mm. out there. I mean, yeah, if we no, get it's a little John for that. Boat. A little cold for that. I, I will have it by then. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll tell you this. I, hey, don't let me forget to unload your street signs. Uh, we don't have any of those, by the way. I'm used to that cold out there when when that wintertime rolls around. Like, Dude. Well, just because if, you, if you're anything like me and you've primitive camped in an area for four or five days, you start to kind of want to take a bath, and that cold water out in the lake starts looking really good to you. So you take a dip in. And, Unless and, you're uh, Sydney... And you take a dip to get a bath in the Swanee River, and then lose your britches. I didn't lose my britches. Yes, you I, did. I had I had my soap in hand. You guys knew what I was down you there know, for. Your oh, britches were floating down the river, though, son. You had done took your britches off to wash, and they had done floated down the river, and you had to swim down there and get them. It wasn't that far. I was like twenty feet. <laughs> Still, you I, there was a there was a frantic moment in your life where you were like, my britches are gone. <laughs> I, like, what should I do? Maybe a little bit, maybe. Yeah. Regardless, we're going to get Buck Lake Campground, so mm-hmm. that'll be your rendezvous point. We'll leave out from there. We'll come back there. You'll be able to camp there, stay there. It's going to be like a two-day event. Um, In all honesty, <sighs> I'm going to camp Friday night. I'll say I'll probably camp Friday and Saturday night. Yeah. I'm all about it. I, I love sleeping out in the, in the uh, austere environment, and I'm looking forward to taking my son out there and doing that. I really think he'll enjoy the crap out of it. And uh, I got to get a tent. Oh, you got a tent. We got a tent, don't we? Oh, my dad's house, yeah. 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 I got, I think I got two tents. I'm honestly, uh, I've been looking on Facebook Marketplace. I'm going to use that as an excuse to get a two-man climate tent. Yeah. I I found a, uh, a deck system that may fit my truck. It's in a frontier right now. Uh, on Facebook Marketplace for five hundred bucks, but if the Frontier measures the same as the bed of my truck, I'll put a deck system on my truck, put a topper on it. I may just sleep in my truck in the bed of my truck. So I saw something very similar to that. A buddy of mine, his name is Jesse. He uh, he used that. He had a Nissan Titan, and he bought a tent that was made to strap down to the bed of your truck, leave the tailgate down. Yeah, and I mean literally just. Took him like five minutes. Those things are to sweet, man. They make air mattresses to it go in the bed of your truck too. Coolest thing I had ever seen. I'm like, dude, literally, you get to sleep on a nice flat surface, and I mean, yeah, you're set. So the nice thing about the deck system, like I want, um, if the one out of that truck I was looking at fits it, when you put a topper on the truck, it still allows you to put tools right inside your or your guns or whatever. You can store so your guns only- and everything underneath you, and I can lock my tailgate and lock my topper. And nothing. My only complaint about those decked uh, truck beds that they make is they don't make them for small size trucks. So, like my truck, which it's is in, it's in a Nissan right now. Uh, well, I have, have a I have a, a so, five and, here, I have a six foot or five and a half foot bed on my truck, and that Nissan should fit mine. Here's the thing, you have an S10. I do have a 2003 they, Chevy S10. They don't make them for a 2003 exactly. S10 See? because they. Don't make S10s anymore. They need to now because they make got, Colorados. What you a, need to look into is see if they make one that fits a Colorado that has the same dimensions. Yeah, they as don't. The I already have because right, I, so, I really wanted to get one of those deck tools because that would have been. I'm gonna, the, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you how to do it. All okay. Right. I, before right. we get into tip of the week, I've already drawn this up when the Dexas first came out, and I couldn't afford it then, can't afford it now. I'll tell you how you do it, and all y'all listening, you're like, man, I want a deck system. Look. 
you can make it out of plywood in two by fours. Okay. But then you go and you think, well, I need to look into hinges to that are going to like long reach hinges. They're going to allow the drawer to extend all the way out. So you still have the drawers. Mm -hmm. Those hinges are ridiculously expensive. I'm talking several hundred dollars, 150, 200 bucks for one. Okay. They're going to actually hold weight. That's crazy. But that's why the deck system is so expensive. Right. Well, the deck systems are like what? 1200 bucks or yeah. if not so, more. Here's the trick. All right. Skateboard bearings. Yes. Mm-hmm. Are designed to hold weight. Yep. Skateboard bearings and flat bar steel. Channel tubing. Yep. You, you space your skateboard bearings out on the inside. Use your channel tubing is to, to get it right. You see where I'm going with this? I see exactly where you're going with it. They're designed to hold weight. Both of those are. Slide in and out. Skateboard bearings are cheap. Compared to that thing. Flat bar steel, uh, you, you can find it. Bearings bearings in general are cheap. Right. That's your ticket. Make your drawers. That's Build perfect. that sucker out of uh, like pressure-treated plywood, two-by-fours. But in order to get to that point, I got to get my S10 back up and running again. So, yeah. Yeah, she's still down right now. I was, I was going to try to work on it when I got home from work today. They make a deck system but. for my... My uh, Colorado has a five foot two bed to make a deck system for it. I wonder if it might fit my bed. I'm curious. I'm gonna have to, to make a five two and a six two for the Colorado. I'm gonna have to make some measurements when yeah. I get home later tonight. But still, like I said, you can make it out of plywood. Yeah, but plywood. Which I mean, hell, the rate plywood costs now is probably just as expensive as buying the deck system. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say no, 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 no. if you're fifteen hundred dollars. Ooh, for a new yeah. deck system. Fourteen, you know what? fourteen, that, fourteen, uh, yeah, one get, four four nine nine nine. Let me get those dimensions from Deck, and then I'm gonna find a way to find out their blueprints, and then transfer all that over to plywood. Dude, I got a book somewhere where I, I literally drew up plywood, a blueprint. Yeah. I drew up a blueprint for uh, a Dex system made out of plywood, two by fours. For I actually had it drawn up to where it would hold. I, I think in the my structural timbers on the outsides were two by eights stacked mm-hmm. together because I wanted to be able to park a four wheeler on top of it. Okay. So I wanted to have enough sturdiness that I could because you can with the deck system, right? Right. Yeah. So I wanted to be able to have that kind of sturdiness to it. I think the deck systems they take like what two thousand. You can park a four wheeler on top of it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Easily, no problem. I wanted to be able to put a load on top of it, mm-hmm. and I had a, a system drawn up for that. Probably two by eights and whatever else stacked in the center. You're stacked too wide, too wide on the outside. It's literally designed to hold that kind of weight. Right. So, and your drawers wow. the same. Yeah, and I'll tell you. I think everybody in this room agree with me. Uh, there's just something about like the aspect of of pushing myself to where like I I want to do my truck that way because if we go to Tennessee again. I don't want to get a place, man. I, w- I want to go to where we hunted and primitive camp out of my truck. Right but, there on state land. But see, I'm equally as comfortable as at doing that, throwing a daggum, uh, like, tonneau cover on my truck and sleeping in a tent. Yeah. But that's what I was just saying. I mean, you got a topper and stuff, too, though. Hate on it, old man style or whatever. But you can store so much gear in there if you put a topper on your truck. You really can't keep it dry. 
so my uncle, my uncle Kerry, he used to go out and do the same thing. He put a topper on the back of his, uh, I think it was an old Dodge that he had, but he put a topper on there and he did the exact same thing we're talking about right now with, with a deck system. But on top of that, because whenever we would go camping. Back then it was probably called a rat pack. Something like that. Maybe. It, no, it was the topper because it had windows on the side. No, of no, no. Yeah. The, the yeah. thing in the bottom of the truck. Yeah. They still oh. make, rat pack still makes. No, yeah. no, no, no. He, he handmade this himself. Oh, so, okay. So what he did was he made a, he made a whole deal that went out the back all the way to the tailgate. And because normally most of the time when my uncle Kerry would go camping out, he would bring six people in his truck. Right. So what he did made a nice flat bottom in the bed with a bench seat that you could just lay back in like a recliner. You laid back there in the road trips, two of them right there, two in the driving, two in the back. And you could ride that. All the way. We rode all the way up into the panhandle up towards where uh, Matt lives. Up, uh, what? We camped up at St. George Islands, I think it was, was the name of the place, yeah. up in the panhandle. And I rode in the back seat of that pickup truck. The back seat. The tailgate. Inside the topper. Inside the topper. <laughs> I slept the whole that's, way there. That's some redneck shit. Oh, hey. <laughs> if, if you got to know my, my was it? If you get to know my, uh, my dad's in-laws and that side of the family... They're all from like Tennessee, Kentucky, and all that area. They are they are redneck. I mean, there ain't no other way to put it. It is no, no. redneck. No. If they're from Tennessee, Kentucky, they're a hillbilly. That's, that's hillbilly. Yeah, yeah. hillbilly. <laughs> hey, you know what? Whatever you want to call it, hillbilly, redneck, Florida boy, whatever you want to put a name <laughs> on it as. Hillbilly. A hillbilly. It's, it, it I ran. like hillbilly ingenuity, though. I'm about it. I love all I like all the idea it. of it. You stick Sid in the bed of the truck, you ain't got to hear him the whole way there. <laughs> I don't talk that much. I mean, nah, all, all, I, all I gotta do is knock my head on something real quick. And yeah, go. you're one of my favorites. It's okay. I'm a quiet one. No. We wouldn't have moonshine without it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but I'm still trying to get that moonshiners guy on. Yeah. We good. I mean, he liked our TikTok, so he said, "LOL." <laughs> That's good enough. I'm taking hey, it. Hey, talk talk to some local people, man. I mean, I know we don't have no, 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 no. You know, like uh, we had one of the guys from Moonshiners on Discovery Channel. Oh, comment on that Man of Constant Sorrow TikTok. Okay, nice. I didn't realize yeah. that. So you know, the guy that built the uh, he had like the underground still or whatever was it? it wasn't that by the Swanee? Was it? I thought it was. Oh heck no, he lives up in Kentucky. Oh, does he? Uh, yeah. He well, he, anyways, he built a still he, underground. He built, he built a stage. Okay, he had like a big concert stage. And then built this still underneath it. And he commented on our Amanda Constasaro TikTok. Uh, that's pretty good. That's, 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 so I, I messaged him and I was like, hey. You messaged him on TikTok? I think I commented. I replied to his comment. You got to follow him to Instagram. Message him there. It's not a bad idea. That's a way to do it. Yeah. Got to reach out. Yeah. Because you can't, you can't message to TikTok without him following us us following him yeah i'll reply to his comment i'll follow him on instagram yeah. but you guys want to get a tip of the week i'm down for tip of the week i'm gonna go first actually jordan you go first because i forgot mine just now i wrote mine down but i have more than one Give I, it to I, me. yeah so my first one uh it's a good thing i've already bought it uh duck blind go to hobby lobby and get table skirt. They make like a luau 
table skirt, nine foot by thirty inches. Nine ninety nine. Hey. In a natural color and a lime green, and the lime green is like the same color as a daggum cattail. Green cattails. Yeah. Yeah. Nine ninety nine. Mix them together. Yeah. So I'm saying you mix them together. You can cut them up, mix them however you want. Nine ninety nine. I bought ten of them. That'll do it. Oh, the lime green. <laughs> they they, uh, they didn't have any of the natural because, unfortunately, TikTok has... That TikTok took off, so Hobby Lobby <laughs> Online is sold out. They're wondering, why are we selling all these table skirts? <laughs> yeah. But I, I, I'd tell you, you can go on Amazon, too, and they sell a bunch of uh, luau table skirts there, too. So Must be a lot of people having luau's. Yeah. <laughs> or a lot of duck hunters getting real cheap. <laughs> or not cheap. The word is uh, um, resourceful. Resourceful. Yep. Correct. Yep. And uh, I'm just going to go ahead and say that if you want your beer to go down smoother, tip number two. Beer, beer salt. salt. Beer salt. Yeah. Ooh. Pass that over here. Bro. Yeah. yeah. Did you hear how smooth Williams that one earlier? You could hear that. Probably get some of that like. You got to make sure you get it on it and around it as well. Let me see. What you doing? You got an idea. It's like a margarita. If you don't lick the beer salt before you take the drink, it just so. Right. So we heard the beer salt, the beer salt over shaking. Yeah. But what's it sound Can, like when it? Let's see. Can you? Ooh, that's getting into the ASMR. Yeah, bro. it was a little bit, but ASMR. it's it's it's. So we're gonna start doing ASMR stuff now too. <laughs> <laughs> We're just going to do it like an hour and a half long podcast. It's probably going to take us like five hours, but it's going to be nothing but beer cracks. Yeah. <laughs> how, many, how many 24 packs is that going to take, I wonder? It's going to take Does it days matter? to do an hour and a yeah. half long podcast. Does it matter? Yeah. Nope, not one bit. So, Depends on how many people you have. We got six mics, so. It talked about you. You brought up being resourceful. Yes, right. And like I talked about earlier, I looked at the deck system and I said, "Man, that's nice, but it's expensive." So I went to the drawing board and I figured out a way to make it cheaper. There's always a way if you think outside the box. Facebook Marketplace. Well, I but bro, I shop at p- period. Yeah, making something. That 100%. you can't afford to buy, or making something similar, because the, the the I literally went through this was several years ago, like I said when it first came out, and I drew an entire blueprint for it if I could find it, like measurements according to my truck, the height, width, what I was going to make it out of, how many of this I needed, how many of that I you, you got to find everything it. I needed, and uh, with like the corner posts were four by fours cut down to a certain height so that it provided you know and. That- Everything made Structural out of PT. Stability. Right. Everything yeah. made out of PT. And then um, I'm talking down to being able to still lock the drawers closed. Mm. Right. It was all there. And it, uh, it took me several days to draw that out. But I get I get into that stuff. Like oh, I, yeah. If 100%. I can't figure out a way to... If, if I can't afford it, I'm going to figure out a way to make it if I like it enough. I would tell you what. If... Uh... If William doesn't find his plans, I know a guy that can turn a cop spotlight into a uh, 
Hey, a head knife. He, can, he is the he is the master so, of redneck ingenuity. Th- those those so, are the things you miss out by not being part of the under pressure outdoors. Yeah. Station. So so this man this man he can take a spotlight and turn it into a co- or take a cop light and turn it into a spotlight, and then he can also make trays and. And uh, I don't know what you would call them for the for the canoe that he made. Or the, ro- the rod holders. Dude, yeah, the rod holders. The, this man I, essentially had I, like a char- a charcuterie board with rod holders and, and on either pockets. end of his canoe. canoe. I, yeah. I, I gotta say the ingenuity and the creativity of Jacob Bigby has hands down been one thing that's influenced me for the next trip on the Swanee. <laughs> I mean, I, I got to I, I think it influenced everybody everyone. that went on the trip. It really did. Matt Tippins, me, uh, you guys, uh, everybody else that went down the Swanee. I it's, mean, uh, and he also has. Uh, well, I would like to say he has the coldest beer, but Matt Tippins' beer was frozen. Yeah, he has the freeze. Yeah. He has the coldest drinkable beer. There you go. Yeah. Sydney's also swimming under that thing again at night. By the way. Oh yeah, I'm down for it. <laughs> I'm down. Anything that anything that happened last year, I pray that that happens again and tenfold next you, year. You're gonna do the, the oh, whole yeah, fifty mile ready. next year? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I'll be down for it. Yeah, you 100%. missed out. Hundred percent. That way you're there. You're there in the daylight. Well, I mean, this year I've got I've got I got the kayak set aside for it perfectly. Oh, so, you're kayaking so by yourself this year? Yeah. So I'm going down by myself until this year. Tristan dumps again, then you may have to have him out. Uh, he might be able to jump on, but then again, you know, like I was saying, like I was telling you guys about my new uh, kayak uh, surfboard, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Hybrid, or, hybrid or whatever you want to call it. Back um, on the TikTok live. Yeah, that thing, I can stand on the side of that thing and it doesn't tip. Well, I mean, I, I'm standing, jumping up oh, and down. dude. And it don't tip. So, so, the weekend that we had talked about having it, we've, we've previously discussed may have to figure out a new weekend. Why? Hunter's getting married that weekend. All I'm saying is, uh, sucks to suck. Hunter, I love you. <laughs> but uh, I'll, I'll send you a toaster or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a, a pressure cooker. Yeah. <laughs> I'll make sure you get a crock pot. Yeah, an air fryer, yeah, something like that. Yeah. But uh, I, I don't. I'm not a big wedding guy anyway. I'm sorry, but I'm probably not. If you invite me on, I'll tell you congratulations. The thing is, I'm... I'm Unless my wife makes me go. Yeah. I'm not a huge wedding guy either, especially ones that don't have open bars. Yeah. Hunters probably would, so that would that would be a jam up one. I may send him a meme or something on his wedding day. <laughs> <laughs> From the Swanee. But, I, I can't say that I hate what I enjoy weddings, but uh I'm just not Don't plan them during hunting season. Yeah, yeah, I'm not. I'm yeah. not one to attend. One Which I'll give general. that to Hunters. He did it outside of hunting season. He did. Yeah, he did. Did a good job there. Sid, Sid what's your tip of the week? Oh, geez. Um, tip of the week. Uh, all right. Considering the situation I'm in with my truck broke down right now. Oh, I uh, didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm replacing the fuel injectors on we, tomorrow. We've covered this on the group page. We've covered this actually one time before this on the podcast. Today. We did. Yep. The yeah. group page. His yeah. truck yeah. was broke down. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So. I it. So, with hunting. Should season, we start a GoFundMe? If you want to, I mean, shoot. 
Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I've narrowed it down. I've already spent close to about seven hundred dollars on my truck oh, I to got get you it back beat. up and running. But yeah. you beat. oh, we're I'm starting. We're starting. Sure. Sure. I just got my Ain't truck no back from the transmission shop. Oh, <laughs> we're, we're, uh, yeah. you don't you don't need to get into that. I know all about it. Brand new transmission in that truck out there. So uh, I've transmission. Well, see, the thing is with me is I try I try to be cheap because you know money don't grow on trees. <laughs> so uh, you know I spent. Mm, Ain't three, no rest four, for the wicked. Six hundred dollars in the past uh, two weeks on trying to figure out what the heck was wrong with my truck. Actually, seven hundred dollars. But um, tip of the week is going to be: if you plan on going hunting this season, make sure your truck is running in tip-top shape. Because the reason I bring it up is. Uh, so was it? I think it was the beginning of August or the second week of August when I went out crow hunting with my buddy Aaron and Drew. Um, we all went out and they had to leave early. I was still out there in my truck. You know, I'm riding trails out there in Ocala National Forest shooting crows, and um, and my truck starts lagging really bad. I'm like, what the heck is going on? Why is my idle being real weird? So, tip of the week is gonna be. Check your vehicles that you're taking out there into those places where, you know, you might have to get a hold of a friend to give you a hand back. Keep routine maintenance on your vehicles. I live in Umatilla. You could have called me. I, I, it wasn't that my truck couldn't drive back. I, I laughed. Just, I didn't. It was just driving. It's, it was a Chevrolet. Wouldn't you leave him stranded? Yeah. yeah I mean, yeah, come on. It, yeah. it ain't no damn Ford. Like, pardon it's the French. My... Sorry, mom. Um, but you know, it, it, it's not a Ford. Okay. Like it's a Chevy. It's a good running truck. And I drove that Joker from Ocala national forest back to my grandparents' house in Mount Dora and then back to my parents' house. Well, I mean, I'm sorry, not my parents and my grandparents' house. And then back to Apopka where I live all with it idling real funky. And it's still idling real funky to this day. Currently that truck is sitting there with the guts pulled apart. And I'm installing a new uh, injection kit on it, so that we narrowed it down to that as the sole. I'll give you a test. So I'm starting it. to I'm starting to go fund me. Oh, it's baby. gonna be uh, get Squirrel Man's truck fixed. Hey, that you tell better. me when you, you you tell me when and where, and I'll be right there alongside you to help set it up. I'm starting it. And I'm posting it to the group page. All right, let's do it. What's that? Oh, you want to do oh, your tip you, of the week, Ryan? You want to give your tip of the week? Here, you say it right here. Bug spray. That's right. Bring your yeah. bug spray. Listen, Briar learned that one the hard way. <laughs> I'm telling you, he did. But you got to check your bug spray because Briar left bug spray in his boat, but his bug spray's can didn't spray. So you got to make sure you got good bug spray. Right? What's your favorite bug spray? I don't deep Woods. Off. Off Deep Woods is hands down the best bug one. spray. You don't have a favorite bug spray? No. All right. But you don't like getting bit by bugs. Exactly. <laughs> Got to keep them bugs off you, son. Got to keep them off you. Hey, before I let you go, I had a question for you earlier. I forgot. Me? Yeah. Yeah, yeah you. Yeah, yeah. Ask away. Before we, before we cut this off, you took Hunter out moorhead hunting the other night. Yeah? Did he bring his own shells? Funny story. <laughs> <laughs> the answer is yes or no. Um, It's like, I mean... The possession's nine tenths of the law. So no, it's typical. Go ahead. So uh last small game season, I uh we rode in his truck and I left 
a box of 20 gauge shells in his truck. So he's had a box of my 20 gauge shells for damn near a year now. So he brought me uh, he brought me my box of 20 gauge shells back. Well, all I wanted to know So he brought was, shells. Did did Hunter bring his own shells? The answer he, is I, I, I mean he he had had them in his possession long enough that uh, they they technically the answer, I didn't know that he had them. The he answer just, is yeah. the answer is no. And all I have to say to that is typical. <laughs> I was trying to I was trying to give him the benefit of the doubt, but if, yeah, I mean if, if you're going to be that way. My fondest memory thus far of hunting with Hunter was duck hunting in the last season and he shoots three times and then goes, "Oh crap." I forgot to bring my shells. <laughs> All right. Do you guys have any shells? And I said, yeah, here. And I, I hold out an entire like plastic box. Cause I keep my shells in a plastic box for duck hunting. Like I hold out an entire plastic box. He walks over and he opens it and he starts taking individual shells. It's like, no, take the whole box. I don't want it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, so bringing up the matter of shells and having the shells, that's another second tip of the week is make sure you have your shells. And if you don't need shells, Give me a holler out on Facebook. I've got connections. If you do need. If I need, you do I, need. If I you need shells. shells. I don't need. If you do need shells, give me a holler out on Facebook. I've got connections to a, to a relative in the area who can get shells for duck hunting. I, I have a... Yeah, I, I need I'm shells. I'm reaching out to you right here on the podcast. Yeah. I need shells. What You tell me what size and what you want, and I'll make you happy. Three-inch number fours. Three-inch number fours. We'll see what we can do. Who, are we talking... He's reloading shells, or he's buying? No, buying no, no, buying. Okay. Yep. Three-inch number four... Uh, fat. Uh, Actually, I have to look at it. It's it's not fast steel. It's uh, heavy steel. Okay, three inch number four heavy Yo, steel. Well, I mean, what do we? What do we? What do we? Are we carrying number four to Texas? Because we got to have shelter for Texas too. I shoot three inch number four heavy steel. Period. For everything. Yeah, because it, it's it's mostly steel. It's it's a steel bismuth mix. So that number four, I mean, it's a little big for wood ducks, but it it carries enough for. Yeah. I mean, it, it gets it done. Else. That's what I've shot for the past two years, and I'm I'm very happy with it. That three inch number four heavy steel patterns really well, and it, that's my that's my whole thing. Is probably like, oh, you should shoot bismuth, and I'm like, man, I cannot shake how well that three inch number four heavy steel shoots out of that shotgun and choke. Okay. Bro, I like heavy steel. I I, I can't I, I cannot argue with you. Heavy steel is what I bought and I hunted with in Texas. That was great. I didn't shoot three inch. I, I shot. Th- I thought shot three and a half inch double BB, just because a crane's right. like shooting a freaking pterodactyl. But, but three inch heavy steel is a copper coated steel. Yeah, with a bismuth mix in it. So uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna stand by you. Same shot. Uh, heavy shot. I shot my first ever Drake Wood Duck with, I think it was uh, three inch number four heavy steel. Exact same kind you're talking about. First ever wood Drake wood duck I ever shot. I still have the shell next to my mounted Drake bronze colored shell. Yep, actually, yep. shoot. I'll pull up a picture right here. I killed a few more hens with that this evening. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, where is that? Where is my first ever Drake? Wood but duck? we we've hit the end of this, man. We said I appreciate you joining us. We'll catch you guys next week. We, yeah. We've got a guest next I, week. Uh, we should have a couple couple podcasts next week. I may not be here next week. For yeah. some of them, uh, you will some, be. Some, yeah. some you will, some you won't. But, but uh, when I say next week, you may hear this. You know, that's, that's, that's the beauty yeah. of 
pre-recorded stuff. This today is September the third. You won't hear it until September the fifth. No, today's September the second. You won't hear it until September the fifth. Yeah. Well, you got to account for two. Monday is uh, Labor Day, so it'll still be there on the fifth. Yeah. Right? But it, well, okay. So it comes yeah. out on September the fifth. That's okay. when it came out. Uh, but next week, I think we've got two podcasts scheduled. So we'll record one like the sixth and the eighth, and you won't hear them until the thirteenth and the twentieth. Bro, I might could even slap a uh, a third in there for next week if we're down for it, but. Yeah. But uh, oh, you know what? You know, but since our guest was supposed to be here Friday, and we thought it was this Friday, and that next Friday we might be able to make it Thursday. You could be here. Yeah, we have another guest for Thursday, but we may be able to move him to Wednesday. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Yeah, or anyway, maybe able to move another guest to Wednesday, and we'll get it figured out. But yeah, in case you guys didn't know, this isn't live. This is not the radio. This is pre-recorded. Yeah. If it was live, it would sound a lot worse. It really would. (laughs) You'd hear all the dumb conversations we have in between. But we'll catch you guys next week.